Good evening and welcome, folks, to another edition of Higher Ground, Wednesday the 2nd of March and eight sleeps and counting until the new NRL season kicks off. Chris Warren with you, as per usual, for the next, uh, well, a couple of hours. We're here until midnight. We'll sink our teeth into all the big issues of the day. Thanks very much for your company here at SEN's very own Late Night Sports Bar. You know the drill. Pull up a stool, grab yourself a drink, make yourself comfortable, and please feel free to join the conversation. The open line is now open. If you are up this hour, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. So too is the text line. Get off your pain hearts and get involved. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. Yes, let's get right down to business. Great to have your company. As I say, please feel free to uh, get involved. Um, Come and join me up here on this. Plenty of stools here, plenty of stools, and uh, we might have a refreshment or two over the next couple of hours. I read over uh, the weekend an article about Jack DeBellin, um, him being off limits to the media. Well, he has spoken uh, late this afternoon or tonight for the first time, I think in almost four years, um, not once, but twice he faced charges of aggra- aggravated sexual assault. Um, and after two hung juries, the uh, Department of Public Prosecution chose not to proceed with a third trial um, over allegations that uh, Jack assaulted a, a 19-year-old woman in Wollongong. That was way back in 2018. It's been a, a torrid few years for him, I'm sure. Um, he hasn't had a lot to say about it for good reason. It was all going through the courts and uh, it was good to hear from Jack DeBellum. And, uh, well, I just hope he can get on with his, his life and his career. And um, when he when he finished up a few years ago, he was he was in the New South Wales Origin squad, wasn't he? So I'm, I'm expecting a big season um, ahead for Jack DeBellum. Dylan Walker, um, I see that he has signed a new three-year deal to join the Warriors next season. He'll finish this year with Manly. He's uh, adapted uh, or morphed into more of a, you know, a 13 utility-type role at Manly. Three years, though, starting next year uh, for Dylan Walker. I tell you what, if I was Dylan, I'd be biting their hand off to take that deal. Um, that's a good deal for him. I just uh, get the feeling that we've we've seen the best out of Dylan Walker. Maybe we haven't in his uh, newfound sort of number 13 role. Wade Graham, well, we know he can't take a trick, the poor fella. Um, he'll be out for about six weeks with an ankle injury. Wish him well, Wade. Uh, Raiders, they've suffered an, an injury blow as well. Um, Jamal Fogarty, he's going to be out for three or four months. That's a, a knee injury, a torn meniscus, I think. And he did it in the warm-up um, before the weekend's game. Uh, so that's a blow because I know that Ricky Stewart had, had pinned a lot of hopes on Fogarty uh, being the linchpin and freeing up um, Jack Whiten. So they've got some work to do there, but I, I think Ricky will work something out, but it is a blow none the less. Now, uh, Melbourne Storm fans, we are going to preview your club tonight. Uh, over the past few weeks, we've been um, previewing club by club ahead of the 2022 NRL season. So uh, Melbourne Storm at your go tonight. So uh, tune in for that. I look forward to having a chat uh, with Daniel Gobbs, and he is uh, 
Well, he's the, the one that runs the, the Storm Morning podcast. So Melbourne fans, you may well be well familiar with uh, with Daniel. So look forward to having a chat with him a little bit later on. Now, we're also going to look at the top eight from last year. We've already done the bottom eight. We did that last week. And tonight we're going to look at the top eight from last year. And we'll give our predictions, me and the Mad Russian, of where uh, they might finish. Will they go up? Will they go down? So if your club was in the top eight, I made the finals last year. Uh, we're going to chew the fat about that. Feel free to join us as well. If you disagree with anything that I've got to say, uh, well, let me know about it. Let me know about it. You mightn't like what I've got to say about your club because I'm, well, I'll tell you right now, my movers and sliders, okay? Movers are going up and sliders are going down. I won't give them all out now, but I think the Knights and the Titans will drop out of the top eight. And I think coming in will be Cronulla and either the Dragons or the Raiders, okay? Two going out, two coming in, and I think there'll be a fair bit of jostling about. You know, the top six from last year, I don't think that'll change much, but I think there could be a, a couple of clubs dropping down a few rungs and a couple of clubs even inside that top six last year climbing a few rungs. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, I see uh, Cricket Australia. It's in the headlines again ahead of that first test in Pakistan at Rawalpindi. Um First the coach, and now the poor old physio's been given the boot. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on there. Apparently all the players really like him, um, but they felt the need for a change. I read something in the paper today, which I might dig that out and have a look at it. It was just one or two paragraphs, and I thought, you know, really? Uh, So the poor old physio is gone. Chelsea owner Roman Abramovich, um, it looks like he's being forced into a fire sale. Uh, Anyone that has any business connections in the UK and pretty much throughout the world are facing sanctions of some sort, aren't they, at the moment? Um, I think the bloke's worth about $19 so whatever he gets for Chelsea, uh, I'm sure he'll be okay. And Sydney Swans, I see the Swannies have um, struck a long-term deal. Six years, was it? Six years. Um... On top of his last five-year deal, homegrown hero Isaac Heaney. So he is the player they're building the club around. And he's 25, I think, maybe 26 shortly. So it'll look like Isaac Heaney uh, will be the bloods for all of his career. That is uh, really good news for the Swannies. All right, you know the deal again. If you want to pick up the phone and have your say, do it now. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or you can send me a text. 0457 736 736. Well, I mean, you just never know what you're going to get. You never, never know what you're going to get on this show. And that is why I think that's part of this show's great appeal. Like we never know what sort of music sting we're going to get there. I like it, though, Funky Town. You never, never know what's around the corner. Do you know why that is? Because we don't really have a running order. We don't go by anything other other than where we feel like going, we go there. Um, and Mad Rusky, you've already got a text in here. Uh, g'day, Chris. Love the program. Mad Russian, what do you think of your president? Um, oh, yeah, I know. Well, look, yeah, okay. I, I will say you were the Mad Russian way before all this started. That's right. Um, maybe we should call you Nice Russian, he says here. Uh, Eric, uh, also, where is Cowboy Dan or is he gone? Has Cowboy been punted like the Australian cricket physio? Well, he's been downgraded he's to been... a breakfast roll, Chris. Yeah, so he's been see... demoted. 
Oh, to a brekkie show. Yeah. Right, I <laughs> Couldn't handle the pace up here That's on right. higher ground, could he, okay? <laughs> Cowboy Dan. Uh, so we're talking about um, climbers and sliders. Well, he's I, a slider. I'll tell you what, he's he's actually got his own show now. So if you what listen in early mornings from next week, I'm pretty sure you're going to hear Cowboy Dan's voice Jeez. by himself. So give him some help. Give him oh, a few I'll tell you what, he has climbed the, the corporate ladder here yeah. quickly, hasn't he? He's done it very nicely for himself. Hey, very nicely. Just what? What about me? I get a gig? You want to wake up at 3.30 in the morning and Not come really. in and talk? <laughs> no, me neither. So that's where Cowboy Dan is. Yeah, He's been building Cowboy his Dan own is. program. Yeah. So he'll build the numbers up for Vossi. That's the plan. Nah. Just to, to lay the table. So Vossi's just going to be riding on the coattails of Cowboy Dan. <laughs> that's right. Basically, in the ratings. Exactly right. Okay. Well, <laughs> good. All right. Um, can we have both Mad Russian and Cowboy Dan, Eric? Uh, no. Have no, budget we can't that, do Eric. that. Now, just changing um, gear change a little bit on a serious note too. Um, if you are doing it tough out there, I um, certainly hope you, you're okay wherever you might be in this big wet. Doesn't look like it's slowing anytime soon. I see uh, recent breaking news now too that some greater parts of Sydney are um, declared an emergency area. So uh, we might bring you some more news on that when we can. Um but if you are out on the roads, just just take it easy. For good, I know I don't tell you how to, how to suck eggs, but just pull back on the speed. Give yourself some more distance between mm. you and the car in front, because um, you just never know when a, a massive puddle's going to come up. I've floated a couple of times myself coming in here. Didn't expect it, and there was just you know quite a few inches of water Goodness. built up on the road. Well, I had to take a different route too, because the normal route that I go, it's it's flooded, closed. Um, but just just take it easy out there, and our th- thoughts certainly with you. If you are doing it tough, hopefully we can um, listen to us for the next couple yeah. of hours anyway. You won't learn anything, but you know. Oh, good. you'll learn our opinions. That's that's about yeah, it. that's it. <laughs> that's our opinions. So um, so we've already said Cowboy Dan is a big climber. He's climbed the corporate chain here at SEN. He's got his own show now. Apparently, uh, we're going to talk about climbers and sliders. In the NRL. So we spoke about the teams that finished 8 through 16 last week. And tonight we're going to go through the top eight from last year and give you our opinions. I'd like you to join in too. You might already have your opinions. So uh, Melbourne Storm fans, you are minor premiers. Do you think you'll finish top of the tree after the 24 rounds this year? 24, 25? 24, I think it is, isn't it? Whatever. At the end of the season. Do you still think you'll be up there? Penrith, will you again be in the top two like you have been the last couple of years? Where do you think you will finish? Um, South Sydney, lost your coach, lost your halfback. Think you're going to come third or are you going to be a slider? You're going to slide outside the top eight, Bunnies fans? No? Well, tell me why. Tell me why. Manly, um, you guys finished fourth, didn't you, last year? It only takes one serious injury to one particular player and the fortunes could be very, very different. Will Manly finish in the top four like they did last year? Roosters came fifth. This is off the top of my head too, by the way. I'm not wow. looking at any notes. I know Roosters came fifth, didn't they, ahead of Parramatta um, and defied the odds. In turn, They had about a dozen players out, either concussed or retired or injured or suspended or whatever. So real heroics from the Roosters. Did last year take a bit out of the tank, though? Will there be effects of that this year or... Like so many uh, predicting, will the Roosters be much closer to the top of the tree in 2022? And then there was Parramatta came in sixth. And there was a real breakaway group, wasn't there? There was a clearly defined top six last year. In fact, and I'm not looking at the table, but in fact, 
I think the top three broke away, didn't they? The top three broke away. Then there was a gap to, to Manly, um, a gap to the Roosters and Parramatta. So then there was another big gap to the, the others that scraped into the top eight. Newcastle and uh, then the Gold Coast Titans. And bunched around the eight were a couple of other clubs, Cronulla and Canberra from memory, all I think equal on 20 points or 22 points. I think there were three clubs and the Titans got in by virtue of a better for and against. So I think we had, you know, a clear top three, didn't we, in the Panthers, in the Melbourne Storm and then South Sydney. Then we had a bit of a breakaway then to say Manly, Roosters, Parramatta, and then another breakaway third group of those that climbed into the eight and just sort of missed out on the eight. And then there were the also-rans, just making up the numbers. Was your club one of them? Brisbane? Warriors? Doggies? Tigers? Who else? Who have I missed? I've missed someone. You've gone doggies? Cowboys? Cowboys? Warriors? Yep, just making up the numbers. Will you just be making up the numbers this year or for you? And I don't mean to be derogatory when I say also-rans, but I'm just, well... You were part of the competition last year. Uh, are you going to make more of an impact this year? So whatever your club is, get involved. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know how you think your club will fare. We'll go through it and we'll give you our opinions a little bit later on. Um, and we will dive a little bit deeper into um, predicted fortunes of the Melbourne mm. Storm. Look forward to having a chat to uh, the boys down there, Daniel, from their podcast. All right. I mentioned uh, before I get to, I mentioned Jack DeBell and I want to, we might as well, I'd like to hear from him shortly. Mm. Before I do though, I just on this cricket too, right? Um, I was reading this article today about the Aussie cricket physio um, on the eve of the first test in Pakistan. Um, I'm just trying to get his name here. Um, David Beakley has been given the punt. Players love him, apparently. I think JL loved him. I don't know what the story is here. But what about this for corporate speak? Okay. This Mm. is from Cricket Australia on their official press release, I believe. Following assessment of the team's needs and review of the requirements to support these needs, it has been determined that change in the role of physiotherapist is in the best interest of the team and Australian cricket moving forward. What a load of... I mean... Can't they just say he's been sacked? We want a different physio. But I draw the, the, the wording. This is where I yeah. get a little bit confused. It has been, listen to this, right? It has been determined that change in the role of physiotherapist is in the best interest of the team, blah, blah, blah. So are they just changing the role of the physiotherapist? If they're changing the role of the physiotherapist, what's the physiotherapist going to do now? So his job description's changed, is it? He's not going to fix injuries. So moving him sideways and bringing in a new physiotherapist, it's going to be difficult to get well, a new, now, what do they new say? physio are they to just, Pakistan. Are they, just, well, yeah. are they just changing the physiotherapist? Or are here saying, no, we're changing the role of physiotherapist? Clear? About as clear as mud, Chris. Okay, move on. Uh, <laughs> Jack DeBellum, tough few years. And, you know, you can't really have an opinion on this because – either way, you're going to come out looking bad. You know, I, I read some stuff on social media tonight after Jack came out and spoke today, and there were a few uh, people there saying, oh, should we be feeling sorry for him, you know? Um, and whichever way you lean on it, it's murky ground, isn't it? All I can say is that Jack DeBellin was not 
found guilty of the allegations and the charges. Okay, so that is all we can go on. Anything else is is hearsay, is noise that you you, you can't even listen to, right? Mm. Um, and then there's the old saying: you, you throw enough mud, some of it sticks. So mm. Jack DeBellin, whether he likes it or not, and Dragons fans, whether you like it or not, his image he, he has been tarnished mm. irrevocably. Nothing we can do about that. But he hasn't gone to jail. He hasn't been proven guilty of those allegations and charges. So I guess from for him. It's just got to be a clean slate. Mm. Go forward and, and do your best in life and leave it all behind. He spoke today. I'm sorry that my family got put through this whole situation, um, my friends. But at the same time, I'm just yeah, so happy that they've all stood by me. I've always stated from the get-go of my innocence, and I think that's what gave me my strength was my innocence, knowing I didn't do the wrong thing. I don't know if that was just my ego or just blind optimism, but I just never once thought of ever going to jail. But the charges have been dismissed and dropped, and as I said, I've stated my innocence from the get-go, and I stand by that. I'd say hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, those are mistakes that you make, and that's something that I look back on. and. I suppose in the, the three years since I've made that mistake, I've learned a lot about myself. It really affected me, the barbecue situation, because I knew I did the wrong thing. I put myself in a situation that I shouldn't have, especially with everything that had gone on. Yeah, there he is, Jack DeBellin. Sorry, that was my fault, not Rusky, so I didn't push the button. Um, yeah, so look, yeah, it's hard to say even clean slate. Look, he transgressed, obviously, yep. you know, he's married man, right, or partner. Um but you know, let, let's move on with it. As I say, not not proven guilty. Um, and I know yeah, the Dragons would love that for Jack DeBellin to have yeah. a, a really good season. And I, I think he will. And I think the Dragons will too. As I said before, I think I think they might sneak into the top eight. Be one of our real climbers mm. in 2022. 0457736736 is the, uh, the text line. Um, Joshua sent one through. Thank you, Joshua. Stoked that the captain's run uh, is back bigger than ever in 2022. People's uh, beak and the goat. <laughs> what a combo. Uh, diehard Shark supporter. Really like what I saw against the dogs in the trial. Disappointing that Wade is out for the first month or so with that ankle injury. Wade Graham, that is. Uh, considering he's off contract at the end of 2022, do you think this injury puts his position at the Sharks under pressure? Uh, especially with the emergence of you know, the likes of Talakai and, and Britt Nakora, who is uh, rumoured potentially to be going to West Tigers. So Wade is off contract this year, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, um, in short, yes, I do. Yes, I do think it puts his position at the Sharks under pressure. He's been a great club man. And I, I know they would give him what, cut him whatever slack they can to, to keep him. But the issue with Wade, and we've just got to wait and see how this year plays out, been a fairly injury prone and mm. more particularly with that the concussion issues so all you can do is keep your fingers crossed hope he avoids any any concussion mm. issues and has a really good season Wade and, and inks a new deal can how you old see, would he be Wade I shouldn't, I he's getting into his mid-30s can you see Super League in his future I couldn't see him playing for another NRL club now I don't think yeah there's a club joining in 2023. Up uh, that's Queensland. a very good point. New club. Who have uh, assembled a very experienced, only 31, Wade Graham. Yeah, yeah so, I was saying to you, yeah, no, I thought you were off mark there, mid-30s. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's, got another, he's got another few good seasons left in him. Yeah. Um, health permitting, health permitting. Yes. So 
big season for Wade Graham. Big season. Um, and let's hope that he can come through unscathed. And, and, well, he's already bloody injured, but let's hope that there's no head injuries, right? And he can press for a new contract at Cronulla because I'm sure he'd love to stay there. Mm. Um, you know, and even at the back end of his career, yes, he's very much at the back end of his career, uh, Wade Graham brings to a club more than just that 80 minutes on the field. Yep. It's all the other stuff, the intangible stuff around a a, a, a group, you know, that, that he brings to the, the table as well as just being an... Yeah, a very good footballer. Yes. It is, uh, my dear friend, 20 past 10 here in Sydney, so 20 past 9 in Brisbane. Again, my, my thoughts with all you guys and girls, families doing it tough. You only have to look at the paper today with uh, blokes in tinnies, blokes in tinnies um, sailing down their, their main street in country towns in their tinny with the water up to the shoulders and that. Um, courtesy of Channel 7, now I'll give you a, a quick update on, on the latest concerning the floods. A lot of concerns coming from all kinds of directions here. Yes, we're at the bridge over the Hawkesbury River here at Windsor. We're actually reporting here live for 7 News at 6 o'clock tonight, but we can't be in the same spot because that's now completely underwater. The river has probably come up one and a half metres or more since then, uh, and it just keeps on rising. Uh, the, apart from the roar of the river, every now and then we hear this massive bang and crack as debris, whether it's uh, equipment or trees, bang against the pylons. Uh, and across, uh, this is the last link uh, for this part of Sydney between both sides of the river we're seeing a steady stream of state emergency service traffic getting to the other side with their flood rescue boats. Uh, it is this part of Sydney we've seen the first evacuation orders. That's at North Richmond but it's actually not because of the rising river. It's because there's a dam nearby that could fail because of the sheer amount of rain that's fallen. They're worried that that will, dam will completely collapse and completely wipe out that area. Those people have been told to get out now but as you say there have been more evacuation orders in the last hour or so including Camden on the southwestern outskirts of Sydney. Part of Camden have been told to get out now. Parts of Chipping Norton, Milpera, George's Hall, Lansvale and Moorbank. All areas around the George's River and Liverpool, they've been told to get out by 3am. We're in North Richmond a bit earlier where people were evacuating. We spoke to, to one lady, Faye, who with her daughters was getting her precious possessions loaded up. She didn't want to end up as one of those people who had to scramble onto their roof should the worst happen. Paul Caddick there, Channel 7 reporting. Thank you to him. Um, it's bloody serious isn't it so and all those low lying areas around some of these main uh, you know, arterial waters the the rivers the Hawkesbury the George's River that is where the problems are centered at the moment so uh, a number of areas being evacuated as we speak again our thoughts uh, with you all um, we will take a break it's 22 past 10 yes it is hope you're well hope you're well um, and as I say there are parts of um, regional Sydney now um, being deemed um, evacuation areas so a lot of people under immense duress at the moment. So just take it easy out there and uh, stick by each other. If you are on the roads driving, uh, take extra caution because it's it's pretty bloody dangerous out there. Um, without um, yeah, sounding, I don't know, taking the gloss off it all, but we'll, um, it's good we're on higher ground here, right? Absolutely. Yeah? So come join us. A fitting time. Come join us. Uh, join the conversation at least. 0457 736 736. We had one of our listeners just there, I forget, he, um, Joshua, I think, was inquiring mm. about Wade Graham and, and what the, you know, what this season looks like for Wade Graham. 31 years of age, a history of concussions last year, certainly, and prior to that. Um, he's had a, a lot of other knee injuries too uh, throughout his career. Uh, off contract this year. 
what lies ahead for him. I hope the best for Wade Graham. I hope he can stay injury. Well, he can't stay injury free. He's already bloody injured, but I hope he can steer clear of any head knocks and um, earn himself a new contract at Cronulla. He spoke yesterday. Stepping away from the game last year was definitely the right decision. Um, I didn't go to Brisbane with the whole NRL, so I just got time away to refresh and to um, let the head settle. Mostly just talking about uh, tackle selection and decision making, like the tackles I was making, where I was putting my head, just trying to limit the risk of really putting my head in the wrong spot. No one who enters the game physically leaves the game the same, like whether it be shoulders, knees, ankles, um, head. You know, there's a tax to pay the game, rugby league physically. Those thoughts are definitely there. I've, I've had chats with my family and my partner about, you know, the next stage of life. Just to say, if I didn't have the concussions, I'd be having those conversations anyway because I am coming to the back end of my career. Yeah, I like what he says there. There's a tax to pay playing rugby league and you can talk to any former rugby league player, whether they played First grade, reserve grade, 21s, junior reps, or even A grade, local park footy. Um, you know, the beautiful thing about our game is well, the intense physical contact, the, the, the brutality, I guess, the gladiatorial nature of the sport is what we love, you know? But there is a tax to pay, and mm. I'm walking proof of it. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely walking proof of it in terms of the, the number of surgeries that I have had through footy, um, and now even doing simple things like trying to put on a a suit coat top is a struggle. Torn rotator cuffs, Mm. all that sort of stuff. I can't run because my calves just keep tearing. Um, So, yeah, that that headline jumped out me. There is a tax to to pay after you finish playing rugby league. Would I change it? No, no way in the world. And I think most no players' answer is exactly that, right? I'm prepared for that. Prepared for that. You know, I, I you know, I, I know there's going to be injuries too. And look, even you know, even mums and dads of of, of kids playing junior footy, mm. and I, I'm a, a junior rugby league coach, right? So I've been coaching a team. Well, my kids have played since they were four, mm. but I've been coaching sort of like from the under tens up through to thirteens now, or well, actually now fourteens. And um, you know, I'm dealing with the mums and dads more so the mums. No, don't look at me like that, you idiot. Um, but they they come to me. Like, for instance, we had one boy last year and he dislocated his shoulder, I think it was, in the first game. Only a new kid to the game too. He used to play soccer. Um, so he sat the whole season out. I mean, the whole season when he played about four or five games because it was COVID. Yeah. Blew it apart. But then, so I'm asking around to his mum this year. Is, is Gabe's is going to play again this year? Um, and she was like, yeah, well, he, he desperately wants to, yeah. He's keen as mustard, but I'm I'm the one that's maybe holding him back a little bit because we, we bought him all the protective clothing last year and, and even still he you know, busted his shoulder. So, mm. And I, I said to his mum, I said, well, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. It's a physical game and there are going to be injuries. Um, but it's what, what the boys want to do. You've got you to sort of let mm. them do it, you know. It's a tough one. Tough one. But, you know, what the... The crackdown on head injuries from the ARL last year, I, I think, is a good thing. Yeah. And even off the back of that, I was thinking aloud here, almost going to suggest to the ARL Commission, Mr. Vlandis, now would be a perfect time to really throw some money at a, a, a quite a clever and timely marketing campaign for junior grassroots development. Mm. You know, the greatest yeah. game of all has now got even safer yeah. type thing, you know? Sending that message out there. Yeah. Because a lot of kids, particularly around the under-13s, under-14s, 
under 15s and I'm living proof I'm seeing it yeah. as a coach now yep. I'm seeing it are giving the game away mm. because they get to that stage and some haven't grown as fast as, as others and they're the little ones in the team they're getting trampled on the scoreline blowouts they walk away mm. and I've had about six or seven walk away from my squad gonna go and play AFL gonna go and play basketball gonna play rugby union um is that where do we need to does rugby league need to embrace its non-contact iterations to keep just not to well sort tell, of sort of eat their own eat their own market but mm. to keep kids who are perhaps worried about that particularly in the early stages or once they're reaching early teenage years just keep them engaged with the game with the thought that they might well, come back to Well what was introduced tackle. good point you mate what was introduced I think it was introduced last year maybe the year before maybe even earlier but I didn't know about this rule mm. right um so this is the rule that a player can stay down and only because one of the parents said to me um I won't mention his name, uh, Billy Bloggs. He's going to stay and play under 13s again this year. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's, one, he's our smallest player. And I thought, oh, so he's not coming up to play 14. I said, no, he, he's going to stay in 13s. I said, how's that? I didn't really, I didn't know. So he's only, um, he's 40 kilos. Right. Ringing wet, right? So at each age juncture now, there is a weight limit. So, for example, under 13 players going up to under 14s, where and this is where, you know, through puberty and the development, yep. a lot of kids are still not reaching mm. as, as growing as fast as others. And yep. you, you can see them. Oh, that's normal. My son's one of them. Yeah. M- my son weighs four, 47 kilos, mm. right? So he plays well above his weight. So this other boy weighs 40. So the age bracket from 13s to 14s, if they are under 48 kilos, they are eligible to remain in that age right. group, play down a year. Right. However, you've got to fill out the documents. You've got to go go to yeah, actually yeah. Manly G- District Junior Rugby League and get through the test and the weighing and all that sort of stuff and a few other things going as well. So that is a good thing, I think. Yeah. So because this this little fella, I mean, going into under 40s, you, you get absolutely – because some of them are grown men yeah. almost, you know. So that does help. Um, but I just think I just think it's something that they could do more with. Could be know. creative. Be creative. Uh, anyway, uh, how did we get to that? Head injuries, didn't we? Yeah. Head injuries. Uh, well, we're waffling on a bit, but uh, yeah, it's it's all relevant. No, we don't have a running order. That that's where we I go. I wouldn't describe that as waffle. Chris. No, we'll pick up and we'll just run with it. Pick up the pigskin and go. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the text line. Um, if you've got your thoughts um, on where your club might finish next year, will your club be a climber like Cowboy Dan or a slider? We'll do that next oh, season. I'm preview. not putting a name after that one. No, uh, we'll look firstly. We'll look firstly at the two teams that scraped into the finals last year: the Titans and the Knights. Official theme song. That's our club song. That, that's my little under 13s club song. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are, where we come from. We tell them we are higher ground. Stolen. Come join us. Stolen. They've stolen it from the Monoval Raiders. <laughs> they have. From, well, I stole Maybe that. I stole it I've from them. stolen that. 
from Remember the Titans. Ah, One of the great sports movies right. of all time. Good, good, good. I'm with you now. Denzel I'm Washington. With you. I'm with you now. Kudak, Kanak, Denzel. Um, righto. Well, Gold Coast Titans, so they finished in eighth position last year. Um, they were equal on points uh, with the Sharks and the Raiders. I haven't got the table in front of me, but they had the same amount of wins, obviously, and the same amount of losses, I would have thought, um, as the Sharks and the Raiders. They squeezed in by um, better for and against. Yep. So do they make it this year? Do they make the eight this year? Um, I'm looking, uh, Jamal Fogarty, so he's gone there. The half, he's gone to Canberra. Now he's out injured as well there. Mm. AJ Brimson will make the number seven jersey his own. Um, I'm just wondering who will wear the six. Probably Toby Sexton, I think, wore it. Well, not last weekend. They didn't have a trial, did they? they got washed out That's the weekend right. before he wore the um, the number six predominantly. Very good forward pack, the Titans. We know that. I mean, you, you look at you know the experience of Jared Wallace. You've got Mo Fodawaker. Um, Sam Lasoni, David Fafita, Kevin Proctor, Bo Firma, Tino Fasul Malawi. It's a really good pack of forwards. Um, but I don't know. I just don't know. I, I is it a team built for... and Jaden Campbell, of course, who rocketed, yeah. rocketed onto the yeah. scene last year at fullback. Is it a team built for the modern game with the modern rules and the six agains, which we know will be slow down a little bit, but it's their, their pack is so heavily stacked. It's, mm. it's not what I would call a balanced side. Haven't got what you'd call a, you know, a gun number nine. Um, so important. Yeah. 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 I'm just trying to, who do they, re- Will Smith joins them from Paris. So he'll do a job yeah. in various positions, but not a, not a world beater, not a game breaker. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. There's something something missing, and I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what the glue is to bring this team together. I've got them missing the eight. Yeah, I do too. And Only just. I've got them around hmm. the nine, nine, ten mark. Can I tell you what I reckon it might be, Chris? Is Please that do. Everyone, every other club, all the top four or five, so I'll include the Roosters in that, have backs that are match winners, have... Halves that are match winners. There's not many forwards that the forwards are, are good forwards. Yeah. They have good packs, but the packs are the minimum. The packs are what can cancel each other out and they can put you in better positions in games. But they're they're the little differences, whereas those game breaking players, Trebojevic, Tedesco, you know, Pappenhausen, Munster, they they're all guys who play with a football. X not, not guys doing the grunt work up front. Okay. All right. No, point taken. X factors like two jump out at me, and that's AJ Brimson and um and Jaden Campbell. There's a couple of X factor yeah. players there. But yeah, I don't think I don't see them in the eight. All right. Couldn't agree more. Okay. All right, we move on to Newcastle. When's the last time you went up to Hunter Stadium? So Scream. apparently they run, apparently they run out to this now. Screaming Jets? Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't they? What the A the A League team? Oh, you know, that's a good point as well. But no, the Knights run out to this. Do they? Yeah. I don't know about that. There you go. Maybe maybe they just didn't take the cassette out and the A League team had played the <laughs> night before. <laughs> they still have cassettes. You know the old ground announcer and plays his cassette. I think we talked about this last. I know we did. Uh, you've never seen a cassette. 
I've seen our the listeners cassette. will know what a cassette is. Seen the cassette, mm. not one I used. I told you what mine yeah, was. Yeah, pause and rhinestone cowboy over rhinestone cowboy. And I, I bought another one too. It must have been one of these shops in Par- downtown Parramatta. Oh, Rivers of Jericho or something like that. Oh or the bags. I didn't care what the song what was. I just I wanted to own a cassette. Right. Or was Rivers of Babylon. Over it? Babylon. Rivers of Babylon. Is that um try and dig it out? We'll try and find oh it. Oh my goodness. I know how that's odd. uh Boney M, isn't it? The Rivers of Babylon. I didn't know this was like when I was ten. Oh goodness me. So that's about forty one years ago, depending on what profile you look at. <laughs> God, yeah. No, I just wanted to own a cassette. So I had uh Rhinestone Cowboy. And they're still using Glenn them up Campbell? in Newcastle. Is that what you're saying? Still using the cassettes? I think so. There we go. I think so. Anyway, geez, we, we are waff- this is waffle. Can we get down to some nitty-gritty preview? Knights. Newcastle Knights finished seventh last year. No Mitchell Pierce. He's off in Carcassonne or Perpignan or somewhere. Where's he? He's over in the south of France yep. eating, eating frogs' legs and snails. Mm. Mm? And Cassoulet. Oh, that's have you had Cassoulet? Have you been no, to the south, south of France? I haven't been, I haven't been to the south. Of oh, good. Carcassonne's lovely. Perpignan's mm. lovely. I have to get over there. Oh, good. I can understand the lure. Catalan. I can understand the lure of, of players going over there mm. um, for the the Frank and also the food. Um, yeah, the Frank, yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Coin. The coin is the Frank. French Frank, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Not Frank Furtis. Yes, Francs. Or t- I, the media manager yeah, at Newcastle is Frank, too. I'll sh- get a hold of him, Frank. What a, what, what a strange lot of connections. Understand this player. Football, football team, they're sliding. They're not going to make the eight. Ooh. In IMO Humble. Okay. Mm. Um, so you've got Star Factor, obviously, Kalen Ponga, quite at the weekend, but you know what you're going to get from, from him. Um, it, it's a really good. You know, strong pack, Chris Randall will be hooker. Not a game-breaker, not a world-beater, but a very solid number nine. Bradman Best has had his injury problems. Dane Gagai returns to the club. Good pick-up there. Um, Jaden Braley out for a long, long time. Well, it's the season, isn't it, with the Achilles? Yeah. Don't underestimate the, the impact that will have on, on the team. He, he was the glue, he actually. Was. He, he, was. he was the glue holding them together I you know last year. Jaden Braley, enormous season for them. Um, no, I can't see them. I can't see them making the eight. I'm sorry. I think Kalen Pong is really the key, and that seems like an obvious thing to say. But Good with Braley pack. gone, yes, with Braley gone, suddenly you really are relying on Ponga to get his hands on the football most sets in dangerous in when they are in dangerous areas. And you're right, they've got well, a pack that can get him there. With Braylon Braley gone and also with Mitchell gone, um, mm. you know, game controller in, in Mitchell. Um I'm just trying to say Jake Clifford and Adam Clure, and that'll probably be your six and your seven, I would have thought, or Phoenix Crossland, Kurt Mann sort of moving into the thirteen role now. Really good honest pack of forwards. It's still one of the top but not six enough. in the comp, I reckon. Forward pack, yeah. But um, Lockie Fitzgibbon, Tyson Frizzell, uh, Mitch Barnett. I'm not quite as low on them as you. Clem. I, I think they could be there or thereabouts. Okay, well, I've got them not making the eight, right? You've got to make a decision. You can't just you I'm going to say they're going to say they're going to finish eighth. Okay. How's well, that? Good. You no, good. That? You've made a decision. Yeah. I've got them 11th. Okay. Well, there you go. So a couple of teams came in from last week. So that have you got one more dropping out? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Rest of the top. Maybe. 
I've got a maybe dropping out. Oh, okay. South Sydney. Oh, we'll hear more about that South after the break. Sydney. Happy birthday. That sounded like Marilyn. Was that Marilyn? Where did you dig that up? That is happy birthday the one we had in the system. Thank you. On this day. Oh, here's a couple. Here's a couple for you. Uh, Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp. Happy birthday, Always Harry. managing. Was Former the England manager. Yeah. Where if Pompey was manager, manager yeah. there too, wasn't Tottenham. he? Tottenham. Um, yeah, yeah what other clubs? Yep. Harry. Happy birthday. Oh, you know what? He would be definitely having a... Oh, Cab Sav. He's yes. a Cab Sav man as well. Absolutely. Cab, talking of Harry Redknapp, can I have just – have you got – because I don't yeah. feel like a beer because not after dinner. Yeah. I might have a glass of – just a half yeah. – half, just half. Is oh, that, sorry. Oh, beautiful. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Oh, Kunawara. How'd you know? Mm. <laughs> beautiful. Thank you. Cab <laughs> what Sav. What Kunawara. Thank you. I, well, I am driving, so I'll just have that. Yeah. That's a couple of inches. A yeah, couple no of worries. inches. Four fingers. Yep. Yeah. Easy. Done. Happy birthday, Harry Redknapp. Who else we got today? Our former England cricket captain, Andrew Strauss. Happy birthday, Andrew. Andrew Strauss. Won the Ashes here in 2010-11, I believe. Usman Khawaja and Steve Smith played the fifth test in Sydney. You know from memory. too much. Uh, you know too much. Now, here's one also. Happy birthday today. And I love this lady. Love this lady. Around about my age too. Maybe even a couple of years younger than me. Well, I do know that she is a couple of years younger than me, depending which profile of mine you read. Hayley Lewis. Hayley Lewis. Do you remember Hayley? Oh, no, before no. your time. Five gold medals in 1990 as a 15-year-old. Right. I don't know where those games were. I should have done my research. Where were they? 1990. Barcelona. Auckland. 15 years of age, mm. five gold medals, and uh, may have collected a silver or a bronze as well. Just rocketed onto the scene. And such a lovely, lovely girl. A Queenslander through and through. And look, yeah, I can admit this. I had a slight crush. Hayley Lewis. Yeah. Wow. Just love it, yeah. Um, try and dig. Why don't we? Yeah. Have you found something from Auckland? I found something from Would it be Lewis one Ray Rabs Warren? It certainly would. Have a have a listen to this. <laughs> she comes back in 33. I think she can do it. She'll break the record. Look at the Australian crew. She's a long way in front. An enormous performance. The Australians are still one, two, three. Jody second, Donna's third, and still Jody Clatworthy is trying her heart out, but she's chasing a swimmer of the future, a boom swimmer, Haley Lewis. She's now extending the margin with 10 metres to go. Another gold is coming home, Australia. Is it another record? 4.4426 we're looking for. And she's done it. Oh, done it. She's smashed it. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, it's just so... Oh, she's it. done he it. Loved, he loved calling the swimming rabs. He really did. Uh, and you know what? Way back when, and even before then, and it would have been with Channel 9, they did a, a lot for swimming, a yeah. lot for Swimming Australia, putting names like, making names like Hayley Lewis, household names, you know. Uh, and Ravs, yeah, he took to the swimming like duck to well, water. you could tell. And he did. Um, with the, with did Norman his... May. And Absolutely. that would have been Norman there, like yeah. late great Norman Nugget May. Um, God rest his soul. Uh, they had a good time 
together. Um, calling Commonwealth Games, and there would have been a few, and I think it might have been around the 1990 mm. marks, and Dad tells me the story that um, travelling over there with Norman, so you know that Rabs hates flying. Yes. So he would never get a, a morning flight because he'd want to just have a little nerve settler right. at the bar yeah. before boarding, right? Had to. So he'd probably have a Chardonnay or two. Yeah. Well, Norman didn't so much have a fear of flying, but just loved his loved his wine. <laughs> so they were good flying. Good Next to each partners. other at the pointy end, mm. Rabs and Norman, they had some they had <laughs> wonderful times. Wonderful times. Mm. And Norman would say, Dad would say to me, after every sip, Norman would say, Not a bad drop of piss this. <laughs> Imagine the two of them. Yeah. So they'd compare notes in their commentary, heading off. Oh. Yeah, they no, he loved loved calling the swimming. Mm. And how did we get there? Haley Lewis. Haley Lewis. Happy birthday. Mm. Haley Lewis. Now, would you like to continue our preview of clubs? Climbing and sliding. Well, you're making a few um, interesting picks, so I'm very keen to keep going. Well, I've already said Newcastle are out, and I've said the Titans are out. Yep. One to go. Yeah, so and I make I make no apologies for I uh, put my hand up that they are the club that I supported as uh, a youngster and supported pretty much all through my life. Obviously, being in the media, you got to be a bit impartial. So I hope it doesn't really come through, certainly in any commentary. Uh, but they are the club that's where I grew up, Parramatta. They finished sixth last year. Um, I've got them climbing. I think they'll finish above six this year. I've got Parramatta in the top four. Um, and some will say this is their window. They are losing a lot of players after this year. Um, the likes of Reed Marnie, the likes of Isaiah Papali'i, um, and others as well. Hayes Dunster, he's out for the season. That's a blow. Bailey Simonson, um, he joins the club from Canberra. Uh, Mike Sivo, he's still out injured, isn't he? Uh, but they do have some other wingers like Sean Russell. He, he debuted last year. Clint Gutherson uh, will play fullback. They've got a really well-balanced team. And, and on what we've seen from them, and I don't look at the scoreline against Penrith. Penrith are missing a stack of players, but they just look good. They look really, really good. And Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown both looked both look good. I think they can sneak in the top four. I'm with you. It's a very well-balanced side. This is it. If Brad Arthur doesn't get it right this year, he'll probably be okay, out the door. Oh, here we and go I think, again. Well, you can, well, write, you can read he, it I already. You can read it already. And what, and what round will it be, Arthur? Arthur under pressure. I wonder what round it will be. Mm. I, I, this is the one they've got to get right. I think they will. I think they've got a balanced side. They're, they're all set. There's no reason they shouldn't. Yeah. No, I, I like the look of them. And Makahesi Makatoa made his debut as a 28-year-old last year. Love what I've seen from him. Uh, and he's a real cornerstone of that, that pack now, isn't he? Mm. Junior Paulo is, is joint captain. Uh, Regan Campbell-Gillard. Uh, I'm just trying to look for, look for the sheet. I haven't even got it. Oh, you have now. I've found it. So there you go. Yeah, oh, look, I've got them in the top four. Mm. Uh, shall we move on uh, to the team that finished fifth last year?
So I've got to work out, I've got to piece together the music that uh, our producer here, the Mad Russian, is playing and the link to the club. So obviously we had Click Go This Year's Parramatta. I haven't got a problem with that. Uh, normally they, they come to me straight away. On this occasion I am... I'm lost for it. No. What's the link between that music and Roosters? Mexican hat dance. <laughs> sombrero. sombrero. Oh, dear. Celery oh, sombrero they are, they, for the Roosters. Our Roosters no, I'm being facetious. Yes, being of course you are. Because it's you know, funny. Because you can. Absolutely. All right. Uncle Nick Sombrero. Um, yeah, look, everyone's tipping some big things of the Roosters, and I, I think I think so, too. Um I think so too. You just look at look at their look at their team. Sammy Walker will be better for his run last year, and he was great last year. Luke Keary missed most of last year, didn't he? Lindsay um, Collins missed all of pretty much all of last year as well. He's back on board. Um, you know they've lost a few players too, but but aging players. Um, Connor Watson joins. He'll be really good for them as a utility. Yeah. Um, Victor Radley still still in his prime, yet to probably reach yeah. his prime if he can just curb his behaviour a little bit, but not his aggression because I love it. Satili Tupanua back row. Um, young Egan Butcher, he came onto the scene, didn't he, last mm. year? Uh, Fletcher Baker. Yeah. Jared Weir Hargreaves, uh, Takiaho. Yeah. Just the signings they've added as well. You, and you've written on your little note sheet that I've got in front of me as well. Add mm. Connor Watson. Add Paul Momorowski. Add, oh, yeah, Brett, there you go. Add yeah. their game. Like, it's just every time a player goes down, they've got someone to fill the hole. And we talk about that with the Storm all the time. But the Roosters, with the way they recruit, yeah. is, is just outstanding. Uh, and Joseph Sawali heard oh, reports about today him. that he's bulked up a, yeah, another no, size or two in the off-season as well. He's, he's got a year stop, older. stop growing. He's like... Bloody beanstalk. That's right. Jack in the beanstalk. Joey Manu. It's just... Kevin Naguama joins the club. Um, Daniel Tupo on the other wing. An embarrassment of riches. Yep. An There's embarrassment of riches. There's that music again, the sombrero <laughs> music. Righto, so Roosters, they are on? climbing. They are climbing. They are in the top four. They are in the top four. Okay. Have you got a grand final winner? Not yet. You didn't ask me for that. No, 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 I didn't. I'm putting you on the spot here. The Roosters go close. See, we've still got to go for Matt. We've got, we've done the, the uh, we've still got Manly to go. They finished well, fourth. Got the top four. We've got Souths to go. They finished third. Panthers second. Storm first. So we've still got those. Are we going to have time for this? Yes. We better take a break then. I can tell you, uh, Mad Russian and listen, that is that is the run-out song for Manly, okay? I don't know that the Screaming Jets is for Newcastle Knights, but that certainly is. Manly had a booming season, didn't they, uh, last year? But I think they lost their opening four games, but then they strung a stack of games uh, together, and it was just um, the performance by Tommy Turbo 
it was just out of this world. It was off the charts. It was off the charts. And I think I, I saw his brother Jake said somewhere this week, someone asked him, can he, can he play better? And, and Jake sort of said, is there any better? I don't think he can play better. I don't think he can possibly achieve the numbers that Tommy Turbo achieved last year. But one thing with Manly we know, I, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, it only takes one key injury to that one player and they are a totally, totally different team. So a lot of stocks invested in Tommy Turbo. Mm. They finished fourth last year. They're still going to be in my top six, Manly. They haven't recruited at all, really. Um, lost Moses Suley. The only player coming in really is Ethan Bullimore and now from Broncos. And that's a good sign in part because they've got a few players coming through their own system. And one of them's a real speedster, Tolu Kula, who we saw at the weekend, I think it was all the weekend before that. Mm. Really speedy. Um, outside uh, Jason Saab. So speed to burn. They're going to have a few injuries to deal with, though, for the opening few rounds. Question mark on Marty Tapao. Amoli Olikowatu is out injured. Josh Schuster's out injured as well. So it might be another slow start, perhaps, for Manly. I'm seeing that as well, Chris. I think it'll be a slow start for Manly. Everyone will do similar thing. Oh, what's wrong with Manly? And then they'll just creep up, put together a string yeah. of games where they start winning. This is a, a young side that uh, we're still learning to sort of the, I guess, the breadth of their abilities last mm. season. So a lot of those a lot of those forwards are very, very young, going to be a lot better than they were yeah, in 2021. Yeah, and hopefully Tommy Trebojevic stays fit. Yeah, and well, Ben, Benny's younger brother's injured too. Mm. Uh, and the other player coming through, KO Weeks. So look out for him as well, as, as Tolu Kula. So I've got Manly in the top six. Um, I've actually got them finishing the regular season in fifth. So there you go. Now... The team that finished third last year, South Sydney. Runners up, eh? Heartbreak last year for the Bunnies. Heartbreak for them. And uh, you've got to think maybe that was their window, wasn't it? Has that window closed? You don't have to be Einstein to uh, work out that they have lost a tonne of experience, a truckload of experience with Coach Wayne Bennett gone and Adam Reynolds also forced out the door at Redfern. Benji Marshall too. Don't forget the role that Benji played. Yeah. For the club. He was bloody handy for them last year, Benji Marshall. So a lot rests on the shoulders of um, you know Cody Walker, but will Cody be Cody? Will Cody be the same Cody as what he was without Adam Reynolds? Lachlan Ilias is going to be the first choice number seven. Um, Damian Cook sort of fell a little bit below his standards last year, didn't he? Um, he needs to get back to mm. um, his ways. Uh, another hooker there, Peter Marmazelis coming through. Um and Latrell Mitchell, you know, people say, look, any team with Latrell in it, they're certainly going to be in the finals. Souths will be in the finals, but I've got them as a fair slider. Ooh. They're one of my fair sliders. Um, I've got them sliding outside the six. Wow. Yeah. That's a long way. That's a very long way. Yeah. I've got them sliding outside the six. So I'll let you know exactly where. I will give you my top eight. Oh, okay. Before we... Go. Okay. So there you are. Manly 
and South Sydney. Manly sliding slightly, South Sydney sliding slightly more. Yeah, okay. Pink Panther, Penny Panthers, Penny Panthers coming off a 26-0 loss to the Eels over the weekend, but uh, they are the defending premiers. Went one better last year. Um, how will they go in 2022? They've lost a lot of players, lost a lot, but we do know um, such as you know the, the, the richness of, of depth in talent that they've got churning out there. Um, they just keep finding new players. Um, and you might say they don't let players go who they really wanted to keep. Well, I don't know so much about that, but thing called the salary cap and you just can't keep them all. But Matt Burton, we knew that he had already signed with the Bulldogs. He was immense for Penrith last year. Kurt Capewell, brilliant player. He'll be great for Brisbane. He's gone. Paul Momorowski did a really handy job. He's gone back to the Roosters. Brent Naden uh, was sort of in and out of the uh, the 17. Um, he's gone to the Bulldogs. Um but they've still got a very, very, very good team, haven't they? And I know a lot of players, a lot of players, Isaiah Yo and Liam Martin, Dylan Edwards, um, Nathan Cleary, quite a few were missing from that loss to Parramatta, so don't yeah. read too much into that. But I'm seeing them, um, I'm seeing them having a, a bit of a, a bit of a stutter. I've still got them finishing in the top four. I've got them finishing fourth. Ooh, all right, the Penny Panthers. Yeah, they're sneaking into my my top four. I just think, and, and keep in mind also, Appy Coruscant's leaving after this yes, year. Yes. Billy Army Kickow's leaving after this year. Does that have any impact on the team dynamics and the culture or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, was it just the perfect storm for them last year? Um, I'm just seeing it breaking up a little bit, that premiership winning team, which is inevitable for premiership yeah. winning teams yeah. because they come hunting. And uh, you can't fit them all in. So I've got the Penny Panthers sliding down slightly, but still in the top four. I'll have them top two. Well, they're okay. still they're yeah. still the most the talented yep. uh, team in the competition. Whether it all comes together again under Ivan Cleary and all those yeah. cultural issues yeah. that you talk about. But for me, they they still have the 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 most talent, the most depth. Yeah. Across the competition, just and you all look over at, the park. So in terms well of the teams we've looked at, you look at their their spine. Uh, Dylan Edwards, largely underrated, but beautiful fullback. Yep. Okay, you got Cleary and Luai six and uh, seven and six, and you've got Appy at nine. Yeah, it's a, it's a great spine it's that stays great. together. Um, and they got speed to burn out wide. Stephen Crichton, the the intercept king, and then Charlie Staines as well. The, he's the Forbes Ferrari, isn't he? The chosen one. <laughs> yes. Brian Toto, let's not forget him. Yeah. No, they'll be there. They'll be there and thereabouts for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Storm finished first last year. Yeah. Well... They finished as minor premiers, but didn't make it to the big dance. Unfortunately, Melbourne Storm. And uh, shortly, we're going to be talking to their uh, their podcast guru down there too, um, Daniel Gobbo. Daniel Gobbo. 
We'll talk in depth more about Melbourne Storm. So just for my my opinion, they are going to be there. They've got the best coach in the business. They, he just keeps bringing them through. Um, players you've never heard of suddenly become household names in the space of a year or two. Site yep. um, likes uh, Nico Hines, like Brian Pappenhausen's, mm. like Brian's, uh, Brandon Smith's. You get like Jerome Jer- Hughes. Yep. You get what I'm saying. Justin Olam. <laughs> yeah. Can I keep going? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So they've lost some, though. They've lost Josh Adokar, haven't they? They've lost Dale Finucane. Um, There's others they've lost as well that don't spring um, to mind. Added Xavier Coates. Oh, yes. That's a nice little handy one to have in your back pocket, a State of Origin winger. Absolutely. So um, they've got a couple missing, I believe, for the opening round or two. So we've got Harry Grant's out, I think, suspended. Yeah, he's suspended. Pappenhausen, we're not sure about. Munster misses, doesn't he, round one? Yep. Uh, Brandon Smith gets through the uh, the loophole. Thank you, South Sydney. Mm. And he will play. So Melbourne Storm, sorry, what? Where do they finish? They finish, for me, top of the tree. Again? Yeah. Back to back. Back to back minor premierships for me. Would you like me to go through my please, top eight? Please. Top eight. Chris okay. Warren. I have only got... Time coded. I've got one team sliding outside of the top six from last year. So from the top, and this is on the... What day is it? 2nd, 2nd of, March. of March. Right. At precisely what time? 23 11, past 11. Yeah, 11 Chris Warren's prediction. Top eight for 2022. Melbourne Minor Premiers. Roosters second. Parramatta third. Penrith four. Manly, five. Cronulla, six. South Sydney, seven. And I've got a bracket for 80 if I'm allowed. Mm. St. George Illawarra Dragons Ooh. slash Canberra Raiders. Okay. There you go. I like it. Don't take that to the bank, but. Well, it's recorded. Thanks. Got it on record. There you go. <laughs> right, uh, we better take a break, have we? We take a break and uh, we will talk to the, um, uh, the Melbourne Storm. We'll preview them in a bit more detail. Alrighty, time now to continue our club-by-club previews ahead of the 2022 NRL season. We've done, oh, I don't know, about half a dozen clubs now. And, uh, you know, we probably should have started with uh, the minor premiers from last year, Melbourne Storm, or perhaps even the Panthers. Well, as it is, we haven't done either. So time now to uh, look ahead to what could be um, a great season for Melbourne Storm. I don't know. They've lost a few players. They've gained a few players, but they still have... I think the best in the business as their coach. So to continue our preview series, we're heading to the minor premiers from last year, as I say, with Daniel Gobbs from the Storm Warning Podcast. How are you, Daniel? Thanks for joining us on Higher Ground. Good evening, Chris. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. So what's it going to be? I mean, minor premiers last year. Um, do you see this this Storm dynasty continuing as a, as a superpower in 2022? Or do you think maybe there's a chance they might just drop down a rung or two? I believe that the purple rain will continue. I think the the, the Melbourne juggernaut will uh, continue to roll on in 2022. Um, every year it seems to be the same old uh, same old song, just a different singer in terms of eulogising Melbourne Storm. And this is the mm. year that they're going to fall back to the pack, but they continue to reinvent themselves and. They continue to un, 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 uh, uncover and discover uh, new and emerging talent. And I think a lot of what goes uh, by the wayside is the amount of depth they've got coming through. Mm. 
Yeah, he has that knack, doesn't he, uh, Craig Bellamy, of, of developing you know, relative unknowns. And this has been a trademark of his coaching for well over a decade now. And relative unknowns into household names. You you take the likes of Nico, Nico Hines, um, Ryan Pappenhausen, Brandon Smith and, and others who we didn't know about a few years ago. And now they uh, really are at the top of their game. Um bit of drama in the off-season, as we know, and it all probably started with you know, Munster and, and Brandon Smith. Um, I don't know, White Powder Gate, whatever you want to call it. Then we had that you know, infamous podcast where um, Brandon Smith came out and, and spoke about, I guess, a few things maybe he shouldn't have spoken about, um, you know, inferring that there was a, you know, a real booze-fest-type culture at Melbourne Storm. So a bit of turbulence in the off-season, but going on their last performance at the weekend, um, they still look very, very slick. Yeah, they do. Uh, and I, I suppose that really speaks to, I mean, uh, I, I know the, the, the term culture has mm-hmm. been questioned, but uh, the performance at the weekend speaks to exactly what the culture's about, that they've addressed it, they've, um, they've, they've called it out, and they've been, been able to basically build from that. And, you know, it, it, it all centres back... Towards the, uh, the the numero uno factor of one Craig Bellamy and what he's been able to create there and establish for you know close to two decades. Mm. Um, I'm just looking at um, and looking ahead, ahead rather. Felice Cafusi, he's gone. Um, the Bromwich boys, they're they're going. To, is that that's been confirmed, hasn't it? Kenny's going to the Dolphins. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brandon Smith off to the Roosters. So some might say that. I don't know. I mean, Melbourne are always going to have a premiership window. I think, as you've rightly pointed out, Craig has that effect. But this might be, this might be a window that is, that is closing for them. Do you think? Quite potentially. But in saying that, they've been they've been on average losing about three players per year uh, for a good ten years, um, and no bigger than obviously the big three. Although that was a staggered sort of. Uh, Staggered sort of departure uh, with uh, Kronk, Slater, and eventually Cameron Smith moving on. But I think the the, the major thing to to adhere to and, and and monitor, Chris, is that Melbourne Storm don't lose players they want to keep. Mm. Now, when you look at when you look at the you know the departure of Dale Fanukin, who was um, you know 31 going on 32, and the way that Dale plays, like mm. he, he puts his head where you wouldn't put your feet. Yes. Um, you know, and then you've got the likes of Jesse Bromwich, who's 30, 32 going on 33. Yep. There's Kenny Bromwich, who's 31. There's Felice Capusi, who's 30. These guys are coming into the twilight years of their career. Mm. Whilst they're still still playing good football, there's an argument to say that they're probably not at the top of their game as they once were probably, you know, two or three years ago. So, again, I think they've, they've been loyal uh, and great servants of the club and, and provided great service to the Purple Jersey. But I think it's someone else's time to come through now. Mm. And the amount of talent and depth that, that the club has got through, like Trent Loriero uh, mm. is, is a perfect example of that. Um, you, you know, I know that you've, you've spoken quite uh, fondly of Bronson Garlic. What he's been able to provide over the past fortnight, he showed how, just how good of, of a utility uh, and, and providing utility value and being able to play in the middle on an edge or even a dummy half. So... I don't think the, uh, you know, whilst, every again, everyone's trying to eulogise Melbourne Storm, I, I think they will be uh, mistaken in terms of uh, w- waiting for the downfall to happen when there's so much talent coming through. Mm. Uh, as they bid farewell to an ageing an aging cohort, 
whilst the Nature cohort departs the building, there'll be uh, some green shoots and talent coming through. Yeah, uh, well said, and there always are. I'm talking to uh, Daniel Gobbs. That's his uh, Elias name, if you like, the Storm Warning podcast. You mentioned a few names there, and, and I, I, I agree with you. The Storm, you know, um, don't lose players they, they don't want to necessarily lose. Obviously, you can't keep everyone, and a few you rattled off there are closer to the ends of their career than the start. Um, there are a couple, however, that have gone uh, that don't fit that mould that I'm sure the Storm would have dearly loved to have kept in Josh Adokar and Nico Hines. Um, their absence, I'm sure, will be felt in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's experience there that you can't sort of buy. Um, and and to, to see them depart the building after, you know, the great service and contribution that they've made uh, during their time at the Melbourne Storm and the four walls of the organisation, their departure will be sorely missed. And that, I suppose that they're the, they're the players that you'd like to keep, but, you, for, you know, for the nature of the salary cap and, and obviously on the compassionate grounds, especially Josh Adakar wanted to relocate and to be close towards family in Sydney. Um, you, you can sort of understand that and, and sort of respect that. Nico Hines is one that is probably well, one that yeah, was a regretful, um, a, a regrettable mm. one that we've, we've, you know, the, the club has lost. And I suppose, but when, when, when you're talking about someone as talented as Nico, mm. you don't want to be on a, you don't want to be in a position where you're holding him back. And he's now got an opportunity to be a starting player. Uh, a, a, a key uh, member of the spine for the Sharks. Um, so, I mean, whilst it's it's disappointing, uh, we bid we bid both those boys, uh, you know, adieu and but all the best mm. and 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 the best wishes. And I think every Melbourne Storm fan will actually be watching their careers closely because we we still consider them Melbourne Storm players. Yeah, um, you'll be missing a couple of players for your round one outing. Who you got, West Tigers, haven't you on the, on the Saturday? Um, I think. Where are we up with Ryan Pappenhausen and his ankle injury? Yeah, uh, the, the the club's keeping uh, their cards close to their chest uh, in this regard. Um, he was he did a media uh, conference last week uh, as Melbourne Storm um, uh, announced a uh, first first uh, first up um, cryptocurrency sponsorship deal mm. uh, with uh, uh, organisation Cointree. Um, who have come on board, and he was asked the question about where he's at, and he said that uh, round one is the goal. So he he ruled out obviously playing in the trial matches, uh, but he is back running with the with the main group and the squad. And um, there was a, a, bit, a bit of video on social media over the past uh, 24 48 hours of him doing some sprints. So all indications. Mm seem to be that uh, whilst he may not be named in the number one, he will be in that 22 come next Tuesday. And I dare say if I was a betting man, he'll be there in round one. And so Harry Grant, he's uh, he'll be missing as well. Uh, what's that, suspension? Yes. Injury? Oh, yeah. What, what, what? No, no, no. He, he, that was, uh, it was a very innocuous um, crusher tackle in the, the prelim final against That's right. the Panthers. Yeah. 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 So unfortunately, uh, whilst he did partake in the trials to get some match fitness, uh, he won't be okay. eligible uh, for round one. Brandon Smith will be eligible after jumping through that that loophole. So um, <laughs> he's got South Sydney to thank, I guess, for that. Absolutely. Uh, and I mean, Jerome Hughes, he's just come on in leaps and bounds over the past couple of years. And then I saw another a green shoot that you, you talk about, young Tyron Wishart. Um, I liked what I saw from him over the weekend. 
isn't he to spit out of his father's mouth? Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. not only in looks, I mean, just he, he's got uh, he's got some toe like his father has as well. Mm. Um, and he's got he's got those traditional wish art legs. Yes. Um, so, but uh, no, he's got he's got um, he's quite crafty with the ball. Service from dummy half is is nice and crisp. Um, both left to right and right to left passing. Um, yeah, and he's he's got that slide of hand, uh, which you know Rod, Rod being an old winger, uh, he, I don't know where he's developed that from, but um, I tell you what, he's, he's he's looking the goods. More hookers than Kings Cross, you boys have. I'm telling you that, Daniel <laughs> Gob. Say, um, finally, mate, Craig Bellamy. He's been hinting at retirement for you know, the better part of a decade. So where is it? Will this be his last year? Do you think? Uh, and then will he move into I don't know a Godfather Godfather type role at the club? Well, if you believe what you you, mm. you you hear from from him himself, I mean he 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 was going to basically call it quits after 2012, <laughs> uh, and since then he's signed four four contract extensions. I think very similar. You know, you know it, it's all it's all well and good to to look ahead and 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 say yeah this is this will be my last contract. But you know he's very very contradictory into the fact that he doesn't look too far ahead himself. He's always week to week, mm. what's you know day to day. And uh, Chris, I think you'll probably agree with this. I can't see him not coaching. You know, no. he, he is he is a born coach, and just like Wayne Bennett, um, yeah, I think you know he, he'll die on that hill. He'll mm. he he will basically continue to coach until he can't coach anymore. So whilst whilst there is that open ended contract for the next five years, which allows him to transition into a yeah. ahead of football type role, I can't see it happening because. Every time he gets close towards, you know, believing it's the end, there's this next crop of juniors that come through, which he wants to be basically mould and get his fingerprints on. Mm. Uh, and it sort of re- it reinvigorates him, and he continues to evolve himself as uh, evolve as a coach and his coping methodology. Yeah. Um, so look, if I was a betting man, I dare say that he'll we'll we'll see him coaching in 2023 and beyond. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I mean, we're all thinking, what happens when Smith and Cronk and Slater? Are, uh, Inglis, even way back when, it all move on. What happens? My goodness, does the place fall apart? No, 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 no. They just keep churning them out. Mate, great to talk to you. Uh, before you go then, uh, finally, what is a successful year for Melbourne Storm? Is it is it finishing in the top two? Is it finishing as minor premiers? Is it making the grand final? Or do you have to win the grand final for it to be a successful campaign? I think all fans, uh, there's an expectation that, you know, top four is 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 a must, but I know internally, if they're not winning the premiership, it's a failed season. So I know that I know internally within the four walls of the organisation, they'll be setting that benchmark to win the comp. Absolutely, great to talk and to I you, Daniel. Got, Sorry, mate. I think they've got. I think they've got the squad to do it. Oh, so. Yeah, I think you. I think you're bloody right too. I think they'll have a, a a really really good year. Great to talk to you, Daniel. And you can hear more from uh, Daniel Gobbs at the uh, the Storm Warning Podcast. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Chris. All righty. Well, that uh, just about does it. Sadly, uh, we're almost at the stroke of midnight. My uh, my thanks to uh, the Mad Russian, who has uh, been a great help as always. And uh, to all of our, our listeners who have joined us uh, tonight in the show, uh, sending those text messages through. Um, all you night owls, great to have your company. Also, um, thanks to the boys from Melbourne Storm podcast too for, for jumping on the line. All righty, well, I will be back uh, with you. When is it now? I'll be joining you Saturday, actually, to uh, host Sports Central, and then I'll be back in the higher ground chair next week. So until I speak to you on Saturday, take care, keep smiling.